AG1 is a comprehensive and convenient blend of over 70 high quality ingredients. And what that means is each morning when I wake up, before I do anything else, I drink AG1 to set me up for the day. It keeps me clear headed, full of energy and focused on whatever I need to do, like writing the fighting cock, for example. One scoop once a day before breakfast and that's it. I've actually found that I've not been needing coffee in the morning to get me started. I've still been drinking coffee because I love coffee, but it's not because it's like a necessity to do so. AG1 is made out of the highest quality ingredients subject to the strictest manufacturing standards. AG1 is NSF certified for sport and this process involves exhaustive testing and verification that every serving of AG1 is exactly what you see on the label. If you want to take ownership of your health, try AG1 and get a free one year supply of vitamin D and five free AG1 travel packs for your first purchase. Go to drinkag1.com forward slash the fighting cock. That's drinkag1.com forward slash the fighting cock to get started. And to help the podcast. Thank you very much. Have a great day and enjoy the show. Another day is here and you're ready for it. What to wear? Check. Breakfast, lunch and dinner? Check. Planning for what's next and how to save for it? That's where Bank of America can help. For your financial to-dos, Bank of America has experts ready to help get you closer to your goals. Get started at one of our local financial centers or 24-7 in our mobile banking app. Find a location near you at bankofamerica.com slash talk to us. What would you like the power to do? Mobile banking requires downloading the app and is only available for select devices. Message and data rates may apply. Bank of America and a member FDSE. When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. This podcast is part of the Sports Social Podcast Network. This podcast is part of the Sports Social Podcast Network. This podcast is part of the Sports Social Podcast Network. This podcast is part of the Sports Social Podcast Network. This podcast is part of the Sports Social Podcast Network. Geico asks, how would you love a chance to save some money on insurance? Of course you would. And when it comes to great rates on insurance, GEICO can help. Like with insurance for your car, truck, motorcycle, boat, and RV. Even help with homeowners' or renters' coverage. Plus, add an easy-to-use mobile app, available 24-hour roadside assistance, and more, and GEICO is an easy choice. Switch today and see all the ways you could save. It's easy. Simply go to GEICO.com or contact your local agent today. This podcast is part of the Sports Social Podcast Network. This podcast is part of the Sports Social Podcast Network. This podcast is part of the Sports Social Podcast Network. This podcast is part of the Sports Social Podcast Network. This podcast is part of the Sports Social Podcast Network. This podcast is part of the Sports Social Podcast Network. This podcast is part of the Sports Social Podcast Network. Hello and welcome to the Fighting Cock Podcast. I am Thelonious Filth and I'm joined by Bardi, Ricky and your host Flav. Pochettino is a line of donkeys. Windy drops the brags and a knowledge about our youth players. Will Jurgen Klopp ever join Spurs? We've got the NFL at White Hart Lane. Manchester City is previewed. Should be a three at the back. And Hugo making sweet love to our wives. And big up Harry Kane for winning the Young Player of the Year. That was really good. Tell you well done. Hold in one, mate. 
Und dann. Talk. It's episode 38, season 4 of the Fighting Cop Podcast. Welcome, gentlemen. Hello. Hello. How's everyone doing? Very good, thank you. Good. Buddy, you okay? You've had a little uh, rest. Now you're back in the fall. Yeah, a couple of weeks off. Enjoyed it. Get a bit of a break. <laughs> Ricky? Yep. You alright? Yeah, all good, mate. Yeah, good. I want, I want to talk to you about something in a second. <laughs> oh, <laughs> fucking hell, really? Well, yeah, definitely, 100%. And <laughs> Felonius, how are you, mate? Oh, bad. This is, I was saying this is a longer time I've not seen Flav during a, during a podcast season. It's a bit weird. Uh, is that true? Yeah, because the last two weeks I've you've not been on or I've not been on. Yeah, it's true. It's good to see your face again. Yeah, it was good to see us. <laughs> um... Do you want a nosh? A quick nosh before you oh, start? Half time, half time. Oh, right. Wendy's a bit. <laughs> just a quick one. <laughs> just a quick nosh. Uh, yeah, so we were talking, somehow talking about Martini, Mar- Martinez is a uh, unibrow. Yeah. And how uh, you're not a fan of him because. Well, why don't you like Roberto Martinez? Well, he's got the media in his pocket, hasn't he? And he's, he's a very ordinary manager. You know, he's, do, he's, do, he's doing well now, but it's a bit like a boxer being ten rounds behind and he storms the last two rounds. I mean, he's still lost a fight, mate. He's an FA Cup winning manager, though. Yeah, but so is fucking... I can't remember anything. <laughs> Bob fucking like... Stoko won an FA Cup in 1973. He's still shit. You seem, you seem to have, like, a problem with his facial grooming. Yeah. Well, he has got one eyebrow, but I didn't. Oasis has got one when, eyebrow, I like Oasis. Said, when you said that, both Bardi... <laughs> Bardi and Ricky just recoiled. They went, all right, chill out about the unibrow, mate. <laughs> you you, neither of you, in my opinion, have a unibrow, but... I, I have got a monobrow. No, you don't. I have. <laughs> Uh, I don't care about it either. What you're saying, your manscaping isn't up to scratch? Yeah, no, I, I, like any any of that kind of male trimming and all that, I, I'm not into that. And like, Barley, you said, did you say you pluck your eyebrows? Well, I, I'm, <laughs> a bit, I'm a bit funny about my unibrow. I went on a lad's holiday a few years ago, it sounds horrendous, lad's holiday, but I went like, and then they put unibrow on the back of my T-shirt, which I thought was a bit unfair. <laughs> <laughs> Shit, man. So since, you got since, real unibrow problems. So since then, I don't pluck, but I remove a four or five strategic hairs between my eyebrows every week just to make sure it doesn't become a unibrow. Just laser that cunt, man. I'm, I'm not loaded like you two, man. <laughs> That's the reason why we don't have a monibrow or a unibrow, because... Because uh, we're skin. <laughs> so pluck. Anyway, uh, so Ricky, go on, tell us about your manscaping. Uh, yeah, no, I was just saying that with, with manscaping, it's a lot of effort to go back week in, week out, shaving here, doing this, doing that, and I just can't be fucked most of the time, so, like... Especially like downstairs, yeah. it's it, like for me, I've either got a skinhead, <laughs> right, where it looks like a, a bull chicken from Tesco who's dropped on the floor, <laughs> or I've just got a, a huge bush where you can just see the tip of my penis poking. <laughs> It's, it's one way or the other. I, 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 famine. Yeah, that's it. I've got an image of like a forest floor full of leaves of a little mushroom. Yeah, yeah it's, it's exactly it. it. It's exactly it. <laughs> <laughs> My poor missus, she's the forager. <laughs> forager. <laughs> oh god, dig it for treasure. That's brilliant. Should we talk about Spurs? <laughs> yeah. Can if you want. All right, which Spurs player do you think has the best manscaping? Well, out of everyone of. <laughs> Uh, of our team, I think Paulinho has the biggest bush. Yeah, oh, definitely. 
definitely. I can Fazio does. It seems a bit lazy. Yeah. <laughs> South Americans, uh, South American men notoriously shave and keep it really well trimmed. Really? Yeah. I don't know. I don't know. <laughs> How do you know? My girlfriend's South American and she's all of her She's seen a lot of South American dick. <laughs> No, shit. But I know a lot of South American men, and they they were really surprised at the lack of. Well, when I told them that Englishmen don't always manscape, they were really surprised by it. That's brilliant. Probably not true, right? Oh my not true, one hundred percent. She was a virgin before me. Yeah, of course. <laughs> All right, let's take, let's uh, let's talk about. Um, well, Harry Kane. We we I think we really kind of. We've we talked about him loads over the last season, yeah. and we really went to town last week, so we're not going to do it again, but just congratulations for picking up uh, Youth Player of the Year, or Young Player of the Year, and came second, apparently, in votes to Hazard for the the proper toll. Yeah, the main toll. But, um, it's the third one in the last four years, isn't it, for the Young Player of the Year? Well, so it's it's Bow, Walker, and, and Kane. And I Kane. think Bow won it twice. Right. Uh, That's amazing, really. One of them left us, and the other one just turned to shit. So what's going to happen to Kane? One or the other, probably. <laughs> There's no in-betweens here, I suppose. No. Uh, quick shout-out to uh, Tom Mitchell. Uh, we've talked about his music before, but he's uh, released his EP called Stones. Uh, you can get it on iTunes. If you like acoustic singer-songwriter stuff, he's a big fan of the pod, and uh, obviously you want to support him. What's uh, his Twitter at? Uh, it's at the real Tom Mitch. So, uh, yeah, have a listen. Download it, support a fellow yid, and all the rest of it. <coughs> all right, uh, let's move on to Southampton. Um, just in, to summarise it very quickly I think they had the better of it and if you look compare both teams over a season that was a kind of the way the game panned out kind of summarised their, their seasons uh, both team seasons in my opinion it was they were, they were slightly better I think they probably had the better chances but we didn't deserve to lose I think the draw was a fair result I thought it was a really interesting game you saw um you saw Pochettino's um, ideal of how he wants his team to play against a team who's at the moment even not believing or unable to play in that system. Um, I thought they definitely had the better of it, but I thought we showed that occasionally individuals can, can, drag, can drag you out of a hole yeah. when compared to um, a team that is really set up quite well. I was going to say the opposite, actually. <laughs> <laughs> I, thought, I thought collectively we played all right, but individually we were largely crap. I think only, um, I think only Dyer... They want to try to replace got more than maybe six, seven out of ten. But by and large, many individual performances that weren't great, but as a team, we seemed to... We, we, did, we did all right, I thought. I don't know, I thought it was those individual moments of Dyer doing some... Two, he did one really nice cross and nice through ball, and Chadley scored what was pretty much a solo goal. I don't think as a team we played that great. I thought we had to rely on, on individuals doing something at key moments. I think mean, you said uh, kind of we were relying on Chadley there, uh, but... He was awful, but he, he was bad. But the goal was an amazing, was a beautiful goal. a brilliant finish. But it was all all the ball from uh, Dyer. That his cross for Lamella's handball to go in was was fantastic. Um, but his ball through to Chadley to set to set him up to score was fantastic. And I, I, it was one of the things I kind of noticed about how tidy he was um, when we, when he first came in. I mean, everyone was talking about his goals, Dyer, um, when he scored. I think his first two games, I think yeah, he scored in. Um, but I always thought he was quite tidy on the ball. His biggest problem is obviously, as we discussed last week, the positional, uh, his posi- the defensive game, and positionally especially. Um, but on on the ball, he's, 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 he has everything to be a top class uh, defender, football playing defender. Talking about Dyer now. Yeah. Okay. Uh, I thought you were talking about Chadley. 
No, that wouldn't make any sense. I was going to make it angry. What are you going to Did say Dyer. Did say Dyer. Go on. No, I actually thought, I mean, the goal was well taken, but I think the keeper could have stopped it. It could have stopped the first one, too. I mean, if he's coming for a bit of criticism from their fans, I think Barley famously coated him a while back, and I might have said he's not that bad, but he, Davis, he, he, was, he, 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 he was shit for he's those goals. He's chocolate, man. Just hit it. Yeah, hit we, the ball anywhere. We had, we had two, he's chocolate. <laughs> <laughs> we had two shots on target, and we scored both of them, so that's yeah. probably quite telling. But Stephen Davis is coming in for a lot of criticism as well. He had a, very, he had a few very good chances... They, they didn't put away. Yep. You had Monet having all over the place. What what happened with those? That kind of defence split, like, the Red Sea. Yeah, the, I think they were talking about the 30-yard shot, yeah, 20-yard. Yeah, and, yeah. and the one when he broke into the box and just yeah. hit, it, <coughs> hit it. I don't know, he went over the, over the bar or something, but it was just... I don't know, there was a couple of really bad the, there was a, Yeah, there was at least three or four really bad... Uh, Communication between Vertonghen and Fazio, and one of them didn't know who was going to the ball. One of them didn't know who was going, who was, who was following the runner, and then it ended up both of them kind of tracking over to to watch the runner, while the person that was um, running in on goal had even more free reign. And then Fazio, who was caught in two minds, would then go to that play. It was it was fucking a shambles at times at the back. Mm-hmm. Um, yeah, it was like just, I was just watching it in disbelief. Old school really. pro revolution when you take control of a player and the first thing he does is just run away from <laughs> yeah. the ball. That's kind of what it was like. Um, obviously, Fazio's game is all about what you can do in the air. He was again poor in getting up to. I think he scored the Pella scored that. Yeah, a good, good header. Um, it was almost easy. Look, yeah, it was too easy, and I think uh, the, the similar issue with Fazio with uh, Benteke. Benteke. Yeah, exactly. That, I mean, <laughs> he, he's kind of that's what he's there for. He's to win balls in the air, and if you're not, if you ain't doing that, then and I, and I defended him last week. And I, he's, he had some good moments in the game. Yeah. He, 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 he prevented one goal definitely, but he did look suspect. And what I thought was a quite sound partnership in Vertonghen and Fazio, despite the huge errors that Fazio is prone to probably wasn't as strong as I thought um, but I still think them two should start I mean I thought he got I thought he got found out a few times but I thought he also had moments where he looked okay I thought he handled Mane quite well I thought he spoke to the ref quite well as well about the dive in and he made it aware but I think the, the goal came from it was after it, the goal came from another Davies error where he just 50p headed it straight in, back into, 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 the, into the middle and that's where the goal came from. It was from Spurs being unable to clear their lines. Both goals happened. It was like our fault for both goals, as was as was Ryan Mason. But yeah, but I mean, as, as I said, Fazio, his his stock in trade is is heading the ball. And um, for both goals that conceded, I think the error started earlier. But nonetheless, he's still getting out jumped for um, for the Villa goal. It was Kirikas who gave the ball away for the Pele goal. It was um, Davis that gives the ball away, but still, he was flat footed. It's like the, the the striker gains a yard on him. It's like they know what he does to mm. gain a yard on him and get the leap on him. Yeah, uh, Fazio did all right for the, the first goal. I think he made the challenge. What first goal? The uh, Southampton's first goal. What? Oh shit! Yeah, he did. Yeah, which was and, the, and, good tackle. Which, which was a decent tackle. He got round him. Uh, it kind of was unfortunate for it to bounce back into the middle. But he did his job, didn't he? Yeah, exactly. I like someone else. Uh, with Ryan Mason. Yeah, he, I, I'd love to criticise him. I really do because he's young and he has he has had a decent season for a first season playing in a position that isn't natural to him. He's been asked to do something. We've, we've 
got no one else who can do the job that he is doing I don't think if we play someone else in that midfield we have to play a different style of game yeah definitely um, but <laughs> when I mean it's twice both of them and I don't know if this is about immaturity right but he got the ball and made that awful pass back into you know between Loris and Davies and all Davies had to do I mean all he had to do was clear it all Davies had to do was clear it and yeah. neither of them made the right decision Not, it isn't just about you know sometimes you make the wrong decision those, those were huge errors the past, I mean, and, and it's, there's an element of it's instinctual, but with Davies, he, he had time to think, and you know he was trying to shield Pele off, and he just, you know, it's fucking just awful, really. But both of them, it, it, was, uh, it was a clusterfuck, really. Mm. But um, with the way we play, we're kind of... We want to retain possession, and I think Mason, obviously, in his mind, wanted to keep hold of the ball, and when he slipped... It was kind of like, you know, if I can pass it back that way, we're still maintaining yeah. possession and Davies or Lloris will come, they can sort it out. Um, and he fucked up. And then Davies, he, like, when you're in that position, all he had to do was just, like, shield, shield the ball, wait for Lloris to come out or even clear it himself. When you're in that kind of position, you, you actually you need to make a decision and you need to stick with it. And he was a bit in between. Um and he royally fucked up as well. Mm. Uh, what, what, what Mason did that annoyed me was, as Flav said just now, that Fazio wins the ball. At that point, you move the ball forward, but he runs across yeah. the, the, the edge of our penalty area instead of going forward. So in doing that, he runs into... He, he wasn't even looking up. He didn't, really, didn't see the player there. When he saw the player there, he tried to move back, and in doing that, he slipped. And then he puts the ball to, um, to Davis. He should have just tried it first time. Maybe Lloyd would have come out quicker to claim the ball. I don't know, but the goal was just an absolute I, fucking claim. I don't think anybody expected <coughs> um, Mason to try and play a back pass there. I, because Loris, he's, he's the quick. He's one of the quickest goalkeepers off his line, and for him to get found, to him, for him to get surprised like that, and Davies was at, at fault as well. But you got to give a lot of credit to to Pedlo as well because he read the situation. He outmuscled Davies as well. It wasn't just to. It wasn't just so much Davies. Um, um, Dilly Dallion, it was Pella actually taking the initiative. Yeah. And if that had been Kane, we would be here today not criticising a Southampton defender, but saying, look how clever he was, yeah. look, how, um, look how much he wanted it. And I think that's what it came down to. That's a good point. Uh, Mason, obviously, is a, he's been brought up and trained as a, an attacking midfielder, number 10, you know, an inside forward, whatever it is. And he looked like an attacker trying to defend. And my first thought, because I didn't have my glasses on, so I can barely see, but my first thought was that it was... It was Ericsson somehow. He picked it up, and the way he moved uh, and the way to let the ball run across him, it was the kind of thing you'd do in the in the attacking half of the field. And obviously, his dilly dallying and his decision to pass kind of feeds into that idea about keeping the ball. So I, I kind of think there was it was more instinctual his decision to pass yeah. rather than to clear and that's b about his development as a footballer in his younger years I mean I think Windy tweeted that it was quite interesting to see the two styles playing up against each other that both teams were intent in keeping possession in dangerous areas of the pitch and eventually it would be whoever scored first would probably be down to the team that fucked up first and unfortunately it was us uh, what do we think about Ben Davies <laughs> <laughs> alright compare Compare Eric Dyer to Ben Davies. Who do you well, think had a better season? Uh, Dyer, easily. Yeah, Dyer. Um, I think with uh, Davies, he's he's kind of 
it's hard to kind of gain momentum when you're when you're playing and try and uh, pick that confidence up when you're in and out of the team. And I think if he has a good run in the team, then maybe he would start to develop more as a player. But at the moment, he's been been brought in um, a couple of games here and there in Europa League and stuff. He's, he doesn't seem high on confidence at all. He looks a bit rusty, doesn't he? He does. Looks like he only had a pre-season type thing. I mean, it's a bit. It's a bit. It looks strange. like he hasn't played football. <laughs> <laughs> but he almost played as a rugby player, didn't he? As he plays football, plays everything. <laughs> it's a bit strange with Ben Davies. It's almost like we we spent ten million pounds to make Danny Rose a better player. Because <laughs> that's kind of that's, that's kind of what's happened. Not a bad way to spend ten million pounds. Well, did, yeah. did it with Lennon, didn't we? He spent seventeen that time. Yeah, we well we bought we bought Routledge and we spent money on Lennon and no. No, no, we want Bentley. Yeah, exactly. Yeah, <laughs> fuck it, whatever. But yeah, you could. But I think Davies is a decent squad player. He needs to play a little bit more. He's still young, and he's not a shit player. We saw that at Swansea. He just maybe. It's just it's been unfortunate that Rose has been so good. Yeah, yeah, that's it. And, and it does. His form does obviously come into a game. It's hard for a, pl- a player to just start and play brilliantly it's quite rare it usually takes players the time to warm up and you talk about when you buy European players and you need to give them time to settle in it's the same for English players or anyone in a new club the last time he started it was Q- was it QPR away yeah it was so it's quite it's quite a gap this is like a, what is that that's like a month in between yeah. games yeah and especially with no Europa League at the moment or anything like that to kind of tide him over how bad's Rose's injury I hope it's not that bad because <laughs> I mean, we're talking about left back isn't the worst thing in the world, but I think we need Rose back. I think he would have he would have cleared that ball I got to th- for the first goal. I got a theory how he can get around it, but I'll save it for the save it for the preview. <laughs> All right, uh, what, what, have got anything else to say about the about the game? Anyone else play well? Well, they they um, I think Manyama was um, was suspended for the game. And um, Alderweireld came in in defensive midfield, played the whole game with a broken shoulder. And Leslie played pretty well. Well, one other thing I noticed is that Southampton, when they don't have the ball, they, um, they, they're so well organised, they just couldn't get through them. Kane was um, kind of a very quiet game, it's down to poor service, but it's down to the organisation of the Southampton defence. So they're, they're a very good side, and I think if they're allowed to build on what they've got this season, they'll, they'll be a threat next season too. I mean, a couple of weeks ago, I wasn't on the pod, so I watched Monday Night Football, and Neville was talking about Rooney and how Rooney's kind of changed his role and how he's affecting games. And I think maybe Kane should take a less- lesson from that, that Rooney's trying to do less, and by doing less, he's doing more. Kind of like what Sherwood has said to Benteke, like, I don't want you to drop deep and get involved here and there, just occupy the defence. I think maybe Kane, I know he's getting frustrated because he's not getting the ball, but he needs to play maybe further up, closer to the strikers, closer to the defenders, sorry. Well, I guess he's, he's occupied different areas. Maybe I don't know. I'm just throwing. He ain't getting out no there. food there, bruv, Though <laughs> I know, I know. He ain't eating, man. <laughs> yeah. Give him some food, for fuck's sake. Starving. Yeah. <laughs> he was. He was starving. Um, what do you think about Pochettino's um, lineup? I mean, is there any any support? When you saw the team, you was like, that's pretty much what you'd expect it to be. Yeah. And then we, we play a game that we don't because we, we're away from home. We have been quite. Decent at creating chances, and we still haven't. a point to Southampton. It's not bad. It's in the end. It's, it's, we scored two goals against one of the best defenses in the league. Yeah, you know, it's a point away. Where it's are not, you? Not we haven't considered at home in ages as well. Yeah, it's not a bad result. Where Where are the? Uh, where are you with Pochettino now? Because we talked about him a month ago, and we were all kind of waxing lyrical about this system, and it feels like a Tottenham we have. Uh, kind of affinity with and there's an identity of the club and all that kind of cliche stuff um, and now we've gone through a 
sort of dodgy patch, despite the winning against Newcastle, which you know could <clears throat> potentially have papered over cracks. And something that was levelled at, uh, at Spurs, even when we were winning uh, in the earlier part of the season, that we were papering over cracks um, with late goals and whatnot. Where, where are you now, Pochettino? I've got a saying, and I've not written it down, so if I get it wrong, then feel free to laugh at me. All right, but <laughs> an army of donkeys led by a lion will be an army of... <laughs> an army of lions led by a donkey. So Postino has got a bunch of players who are, who are donkeys, essentially. He's our lion. And hopefully next season we'll get some players who will fit into what he's trying to do. I mean, you, even back in school, you've got some teachers who are very good. They get an unruly class, one bad egg, and their lessons all over the place. People throwing like paper airplanes and everything. So... I've got, I've got faith in Pochettino. I've got, I've got faith in Pochettino, but I think there's something deep within Tottenham that just doesn't lend itself to us being. I've so, got, I've so got an image of Chadley with his feet up and his football boots off in the changing room, just bunging paper airplanes and having Pochettino. a team talk. Yeah, and literally can't miss his face either. Just, just shitloads of paper airplanes bouncing off his. It's like spitting images. Big pla- 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 plate face. <laughs> <laughs> um, <laughs> I, I've got uh, I, I've got faith in Poch. I think the um, the formation that he's brought in. I think the players, some players, have adapted to it. I think he's used um, virtually everyone in the squad, and I think he knows the players he can rely on, what players he wants to get rid of now. Um, he's given them all a fair chance, and I think next season will be telling because I think. Um, well, I hope that Levy will finally back a manager, um, and with Mitchell there as well, I think they'll, they'll, they'll get the players that they want and that can really uh, push Tottenham on and to how he wants us to play um, and fit, fitting around that formation and not making do with what he's got really. Well, today I um, googled our top ten most expensive signings because you know I thought it'd be a fun thing to do. And it's, it's, it makes a very bad reading. It's not in order, but Lamella, Soldado, Paulinho, Bentley, Bent, Defoe, Keane, Dembele, Avlichenko, <laughs> and, and a great Luka, wow. and a great Luka Modric. One so, out of ten. That's a list. Yeah, and Palazzo is um, thinking it was eleventh. So, um, <laughs> fuck. I think. I mean, obviously, we all. I think we all agree that we need we need new players who will fit into his philosophy, but. Spurs don't have... Spurs, when we spend a lot of money, we just don't yeah. fuck it too well. This, this goes back to uh, um, Levy's comments in the meeting with the Trust. There was a lot of fucking commotion about about the fact that he's, he wants to return to the comfort zone of Tottenham Hotspur. Whatever that means, that, you know, it's a loaded statement and it was probably ill-advised for Levy to make it, but it's the track record of spending big, big money... Uh, hasn't as you said hasn't pro- proven right and we need we do need a new idea or some new um boundaries about who we buy and i think obviously by signing pochettino as our manager who has a history of his entire management management ship of football clubs the seven last seven or eight seasons it's been about developing young people and mitchell who's idea about it's almost like the moneyball philosophy of yeah. finding players that are good statistically but not necessarily in terms of their name. And if ever, ever there's a lesson that just going out and spending money, unless you can spend untold money on wages and, and transfer fees, then the, signing the Magnificent Seven two years ago, there's <clears throat> no greater lesson than that, I suppose. It's, it's a lesson to everyone. Um, I mean, the painters talk about Arsenal, but they've bought 
well, Ozil, Sanchez, I think Reyes is up there, Arshavin, Real Tour. These are, I think, these are five of the most expensive players. Mm. I said him. Oh. Sanchez, Ozil, Real Tour, Reyes, Arshavin. Five, I think, the most expensive players. Only one of them, Sanchez, has only really done any good. Man City, I think, Aguero, Mangala, a few other players have brought around. And it's all about saying, yeah, let's spend 30 minutes on one player, but. Yeah. It's not. We've seen what I mean, Man, Man United as well, they bought Di Maria for 60. Yeah. So, I'm sorry, go on. I think uh, <clears throat> when I was saying about uh, transfers and investing, I think uh, I should have alluded to that um, previously with, with other managers, you, you've heard, don't know how true it is, where a manager wants a player too expensive, you get the, the, the part C yeah, yeah. version. Yeah. Um, and, and I think this time, what I'd like to see is if, if Poch does have. Um, an ideal signing that we would actually try and go out and get them. It doesn't matter how much they are, but as long as that and how difficult it is, as long as that's the player that he wants and he actually feels that it would bring value and benefit to the team, then going all out to try and get that player um, would be a, a marked difference rather than, you know, just saying that this is all we could find for you. Yeah. I mean, yeah, I I agree with that, but I can just imagine um, when when we sent when Levy sent Baldini on his gardening leave, wrote him a little letter and said, "I've got a little present for you for your gardening," and he's got seven statues put in his garden. Yeah, seven. Seven fucking gnomes. Baldini just <laughs> mowing around them every day. Has he actually been sent on gardening leave? Is this true? I, I heard it's, that he was working it's it's on, on his garden. We've been linked to a couple of other players, so maybe still doing his work. Okay, that's it from the first half of the Fighting Club podcast. Now we have Windizzle. Yeah. Windy, about to draw the fucking knowledge, blood. I see you, I got your back. Hi, Windy here, back with the weekly youth update. Looking at our young players and players out on loan. Starting off with the loan players, Aaron Lennon played the full match for Everton as they beat Manchester United 3-0. Ryan Fredericks played 61 minutes, returning from injury as Middlesbrough lost 4-3 to Fulham. Alex Pritchard played 84 minutes for Brentford as they won 2-0 at Reading. Jordan Archer was once again an unused sub for Millwall in their 3-3 draw at home to Derby. Grant Ward played the full match for Coventry as they lost 3-1 at home to Crewe. Deli Alley played 90 minutes and claimed the assist for MK Don's third goal as they won 3-2 at Rochdale. Bongani Kamalo remained ever-present for Colchester, playing 90 minutes in their 3-2 win at Fleetwood Town. Shaq Coulthurst played the full match for York City as they lost 2-0 at home to Newport County. Dominic Ball was substituted at half-time for Cambridge as they lost 2-0 at Oxford United. And Emmanuel Sanupe was an unused sub for St Mirren in their 4-1 home victory over Kilmarnock. Our under-18s lost 2-0 to Manchester United on Saturday, with coach Kieran McKenna saying after the match... Their second goal knocked the stuffing out of us a little bit, and for the ten minutes before half-time, I thought they were well on top. United were very difficult to break down after the break. We played with a lot of character for a young side, and the intent was good, but maybe the execution in the final third wasn't quite there to break down a very resolute defence. Our under-21s are playing Sunderland as I record. That's Monday night. Milos Velkovic has returned from an 11-week injury layoff after dislocating his shoulder. And Nathan Ottawa is also appearing, having not had too much luck getting a game at Luton. It's 0-0 half-time in that one. If you're interested in more young players, follow me on Twitter at WindyCoys. That's Coys for Come On You Spurs. 
Second half of the Fighting Good Podcast. Welcome back. Hey, thank you, Wendy. Thank you very much, Wendy. Thanks, Wendy. Good job, Wendy. You got a bone to pick with him. Yeah, he's been a bit smug, you know. I had to bring it down a peg or two. People saw my tweet to him, and yeah, it's from the heart. <laughs> what was it? I was talking about, you know, I I said Harry Kane would be a, would be a first teamer, and I was discussing the present. Like, get the fuck out, man. Yeah. But it was such a big shout. It's like it's like someone. I, who, I agree with him. I've not gone on about that. I'm not saying so <laughs> <no>, yeah. <laughs> I agree with him. You, you Me enough, too. If you throw enough shit in the wall, yeah. some sticks. Where's, yeah. where's Luongo? Where the fuck is Luongo? Here is Yasser Kassim. Where's he? Yeah. What did he rate Luongo? <laughs> he loves Luongo. He's still. He made League One Team of the Year. To be fair. As a Delhi Ali. As a Delhi Ali means nothing. Oh, sorry. I thought uh, this is a bit racist to me, but I thought he was on that Kamalo. Luongo is actually supposed to be decent. To be fair, he is meant to be. Four hundred thousand pounds worth of decent. Uh, well, so we'll have to record that and come back when he's uh, Premier League Player of the Year for Australian International. <laughs> that Harry Kuhl was. <laughs> Harry Kuhl was I like good. I like Harry Kuhl. Harry Kuhl was all right, mate. Harry Kuhl was all right. Till he joined Liverpool. Remember the time his league final, he just limped off after like 10 seconds. Still got a, still got a winner's medal, though. Still a fuckboy, though, anyway. <laughs> Let's move on. All right, I've been listening to Run the Jewels actually. Oh, they, you have. They they love the term fuckboy. <laughs> what was that? What was that saying? Go go through a field, run back and through a field of a bag of dicks or something like that. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah, it's pretty slightly homophobic, but <laughs> <laughs> it was a it was homophobic, was it? I don't know. Anyway, let's. <laughs> sorry, someone, sorry. Someone will tweet us. Tell us it is. Um, we're not editing that out. But <laughs> I've said sorry. I'm not saying sorry again. Oh, fair enough. Fair enough. <laughs> <clears throat> um, actually, uh, Barley, you didn't have a, uh, a way to crowbar the stat in, but here's a good statistic, so let's hear it. Chadley has got three more goals than any other than any Liverpool player this season. Incredible. Three more? Yeah, three more goals. Oh, three more than Balotelli? You must be joking. Three more than Sterling, £145,000, £150,000 a week, Sterling. More than Coutinho. He's not getting that, though. And um, the, but I was also going to mention Chadley's kind of gone for me. He's in this kind of Dempsey zone where he's just become this player that doesn't do shit other than score goals. Mm. And that's his, for his me, form that's has dropped off significantly. Um, although he's still scoring goals, although I think his his strike was good against Newcastle, but I thought the keeper should have done a lot better with it. Yeah. Um, I thought the same on Saturday, to be honest. I think he's been. There was one point where he did a a nice bit of skill. Then he did a cross, which was deflected. And it hit the bar. And it, and it, it didn't hit the bar, it went over. It hit the fucking bar, man. What's the, wrong with you? <laughs> it did. Well, there's remember. two other people here. Did it hit the bar? Don't know, I was trying what? to think of a pun that says, hit the bar, D. <laughs> <laughs> and I don't remember this incident. But anyway, uh, it, got, it, was, it, was, uh, it was something that he attempted and he failed and it nearly happened, which makes me think that he's, he's not very good. He's, he's, <laughs> I'm, 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 I've done. I've done with Chad. Which makes me think he's not very, he's not very good. good. <laughs> that we, we're getting excited over a moment where he's actually failed I'm to cross excited. the ball. I'm getting excited. He's failed to cross the ball, and nothing's <laughs> happened from it. But still, something nearly happened. Uh, anyway. pa- Paulinho yeah, didn't start. Uh, little Ben, little Ben, Beninio. Gentle Ben. Paulinho didn't start. We did look defensively a <laughs> suspect. Well, Paulinho is now the second best footballer in his family. Little Ben is already better than. Um, yeah, you didn't get a chance to kind of crow about um, uh, Paulinho. There's nothing to crow about, man. He, he gets around the pitch, he does his work, and I think people have been criticising him because his passing has, is not as progressive as Mason's, mm. but I don't think Paulinho would have slipped on his arse and threaded Pella through onto his arse. No, he might have. He threaded him through. He would have probably scored the own goal himself. Yeah. Um, it's, yeah. it's similar to um, Flav and um, the whole right-back thing, isn't it? You know, 
because Flav um, called that we should have, uh, they needed a new right back. Some people have discussed time and time again. Mm. But I'm not apologising. I've said I said you got it right. Yeah. Hey, okay, fair enough. Uh, Man City. I was listening. I was listening to the I win the Spurs. There, Barry Davies, which is that was an amazing podcast, by the way. Well, was fantastic. Very well done, guys. He's just. I know his job is to speak, and he's made all of his money out of his voice, Barry Davies. But it, it was like caramel listening to it. Wasn't it? it was just. It, it was just so. It, He's just the bollocks, that guy. He was. And he was almost apologetic. That's what made him better. Like, he wasn't like, um, he wasn't being arrogant. He was just very confident in what he had to say. And, and it was great our crackers and cave. Let him speak and let him just, you know, wax lyrical. You know, with all his um, backstories and. You can tell from Ricky's face that he's, he's definitely listened to this podcast. <laughs> I don't know about the podcast, I don't know who he is. <laughs> <laughs> you know, uh, school. No, we've had racist on Schoolboy's school own stuff. He said uh, that. Uh, okay. okay. And it's a spell. Uh, it's a knockout. Was that Barry Davis as well? Stuart Hall. <laughs> <laughs> this is racism. This is racism. <laughs> They're both old and bold. And white. <laughs> <laughs> uh, but they, they all look the same. <laughs> Barry Davies was. Uh, it, it was superb. So um, big congratulations to Crackers for getting him on. It was a great podcast. Uh, yeah, so Manchester City. Um, anyway, the reason why I was saying that, I just, just clicked. I was saying, why the fuck are we talking about over in the Spurs? But uh, they, they, they did predictions. And everyone we were playing, including Newcastle, well, oh, we'll get done by Newcastle, we'll get done by Southampton, we'll get done by all, all, all the other teams that we arguably should be able to beat. And then they said Man City, and they felt, I could do all right against Man City. And that, it, I get it. I get it completely. When you're not expecting it, then again, I wasn't expecting it when we got smashed 5-1, so I'm not sure where I'm going with this. But We could win. Will we win? Well, the way we played against Arsenal and the way we played against Chelsea, we, we played with a very high intensity. At home, these are big games. This is a big game as well on, on Sunday. City have, let, have um, surrendered two goal leads at home three times this season. So if we pay the attention and get at them early, we can we, we can get under we can get at them. I think we're going to beat City. Yep. And then we're all going to have to go home and put those plastic sheets on our mattresses because we're going to piss our pants and piss our beds because yeah. we think we're going to get Champions League and then we'll lose at home to Hull. We've got Stoke next, by the way. Yeah, but Hull will be, Hull will be the one. <laughs> final we'll beat, we'll beat final Stoke, home, yeah. yeah. Final home game. Yeah, right, so yeah. This is it. Yeah. Champions League, we're on the brink. Yeah. Right, let's get to bed and piss it again. <laughs> That's it. Didn't Hull win over the weekend? I think they... I think they, they, beat, they beat Crystal Palace. Yeah, yeah, they, they, they have a run of form now, aren't they? They've never seen a run of form as well. Yeah. This is a game after Hull, so... It'd be very, very... Um, I can't say that because it'll annoy him. Spurs-like. <laughs> <laughs> I, I think we can get a Man City. I, I think they, they're, not, they're not very mobile, but then we're not very mobile either. But, they've, been, um, they've been really bad, though. They're, they're, but they're they've got Aguero, and when you've got a player like Aguero, that, you know, there's always a chance that he, on his own he can just turn it in and just bang a hat-trick from nowhere. He is incredible. But Pellegrini's um, under fire for, for this season. Um... 
they bought poorly. I mean, I think Bagheristan is their equivalent of um, Baldini, yeah. but and Fernando and Mangala have, have not really done well. But Klopp has been talked about to replace Pellegrini, but he's 37 points behind Munich, so his stock has fallen massively, hasn't I, it? I, st- I still think you'd give a, I still think you'd give Klopp a chance just for what he managed to achieve and how he used the young players coming through at Dortmund. But I think I think they will they will gamble and they will ditch Pellegrini for Klopp. But Dortmund famously, sorry to go off topic, here, but Dortmund have famously got a philosophy where their fans and their players are all as one. I mean, you saw the players speaking of the fans. After games, I don't think City have that rapport. So I think you'd want to go to a club that's a bit more where. Wait, there's, there's no, there's not. We we always talk about the fan and, and the I'm, movement I'm, in Germany. There, I don't think there is another club, another club that he can go to. I'm not going to pursue the point because Vicky's going to murder me. What? <laughs> <laughs> I'm not going to go on about Klopp and his philosophy. So no, I'll, you I'll, can. I'll, mate. Would you? Would you? Not. Would you? Uh, <laughs> would you swap if you had the opportunity to swap Klopp for Pochettino right now? No. 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 Rick? Tempting, but no. Oh, come on. <laughs> I, I could... <laughs> you would. Well, I, lo- I, lo- I, lo- I love Pochettino, but it's like would you swap Kane for Aguero? And yeah, but it's different. You would, even, though, different. even though I love Kane, I love him to bits, but... There's a, big, there's a big difference there. You don't know whether Klopp was just lucky that he happened to be at the right place at the right time where they had all these incredible footballers, mm. because... Dortmund, they've they've sold a lot of players, but they've also made a lot of money, and he has kind of spunked it away on on, on individuals like Immobile, who was decent. He was good at, at Torino, but he's gone there and he's gone to shit. Do you remember what I said about him, Immobile? Uh, yep. You said it, Immobile. Immobile. Yeah, Immobile, which is essentially what it's. Yeah, I just thought he was prop. Clock pop. I, I know, he's, well, he's turned out to be pretty. He's turned out to be really shit. I thought that could go against Arsenal with those four choices for that in, in the Champions League. But you see, you see the, and um, Oyemabang, yeah. I pronounced that wrong. And, Speed and motion, and he, re-signed, he re-signed. When, when, when a manager starts like re-signing him. players... Who's that? Oyemabang. 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 When a manager keeps going back to re-sign players that he's got rid of, he signed. He re-signed Sahin, he re-signed Kagawa, mm. and um, I don't know. I, at this moment, I don't think we need to gamble on swapping the two. I'm not suggesting that this is even. Well, Klopp would even come to Spurs, and maybe, maybe he would. But uh, I was just wondering, given the fact that he's available. But you know, as we're going to probably talk about in a bit, City haven't won an away game since Stoke, so in, in February, so you probably know what that means for Sunday. And Villa well, Dr. Tottenham. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, that, that, that. What, what do you think about this? Uh, without, without obviously. I hate it. The thing is, is it's um, our fans of gallows humour. So stuff like Spurs and Dr. Tottenham, as frustrating as it is, it's, it's in our DNA to laugh at stuff like that. Even when, um, when Pella scored that goal. I wasn't angry, I just laughed. I just thought, fuck me, Tottenham again. Mm. And if you go back on my time, I probably laughed at the time. Every time we do, there's just loads of laughing emojis. And um, the Dr. Tottenham thing, as long as it doesn't, as long as it doesn't creep through to the players, it doesn't really matter, does it? I mean, stuff I say week to week doesn't matter. <laughs> <laughs> he weren't laughing when that happened. No, he's got two modes, angry <laughs> or placid. Or placid then. You were not placid at that time. I just laughed at Wendy. <laughs> <laughs> he's trying to defend Ryan Mason. It's like, no. <laughs> um, yeah, but Dr. Tottenham, what do you guys think of Dr. Tottenham? I, do, I don't like it, it's up there with Spursy. This negativity. I'm, I, you know, I'm, I'm not a huge person that's into stats, and 
and too much kind of technical stuff. I do believe the mental side has a lot to do with it, and the fact that we believe as fans in the crowd that with this Dr. Tottenham, this Spursy stuff, I think it does have a ne- negative effect on the players. It's not that we believe it, it's just been proven right over and over again. Yeah. It's, it's, not, like, it's, it's football, it's, man. It's, it's, it's not. Shit happens it's in not. football. It's players, not for everyone. Athlete Barnes scored against Tottenham. Football for... T- it's a great goal. Simon Cox scored against Tottenham. <laughs> That's a good goal. I've got names. Boaz Myhill had a blood against Tottenham. But then... then football, is, um, <laughs> football, is, uh, to- football is football for Tottenham, but football is also football for... Chelsea and f- football is football for Man United. It's just our brand of football is a, is a particular type that we have to get used to and become accustomed to and ultimately love and embrace. And if people use phrases like Dr. Tottenham and Spursy to. John Stones made his first ever Premier League goal against Man United on, on Sunday. Do you think that Man United fans turned around and went, oh, that's fucking. That's Man United y. You know? <laughs> you know what I mean? Same <laughs> Man United y. <laughs> no, you're right. I, I agree with you. Every, you can say in every, in every single game something will happen unique, and you can't just put it down to that being. That being because it's Spurs. But no, I don't think anyone's ever said, oh, it's all because of Dr. Tottenham or Spurs, and that's why it's happened. When it does happen, then you've got a reference there, haven't you? Yeah. Anyway, uh, when, Pelle, when did Pelle last score for, for Southampton? Against Stoke the game before. But before that, it was a massive drop. <laughs> it was a massive drop against, before against that. Against England. Talk about for Southampton, then. <laughs> why is it always happening against Spurs? Exactly, <laughs> why? Why? Um, OK, uh, what, how do you think we should line up against Man, Man, Man City? I mean, would you suggest that Mason gets another go? We'll be unchanged. We should, we should definitely have eleven players. I've been, <laughs> yeah. I've, been, I've been thinking because we've got no fullbacks. I reckon we should play uh, three at the back. I'd oh, play. Fuck it, no, I've just seen the notepad. I would <laughs> play a back three of um, Vertonghen, Fazio, and Dyer. Yep. And then play um, five across midfield: Chadley, Bentaleb, um, Mason. Paulinho and then probably Townsend instead of Lamella. So Chadley and Chadley and Townsend, Townsend are the wing backs. Wide midfielders with defensive <laughs> with defensive responsibilities. This isn't championship manager, I'll just point arrows. But the, <laughs> <laughs> what would you else would you do? Would you I play, would not go free at the back? Would you play Vlad, Vlad at centre back and put Vertonghen at left back? That's all that's all options here I'm t- with, Rick, answer the question. We're talking about. We've got no fullbacks. We need to play a formation that doesn't have fullbacks, and then you play Kane up front with Ericsson floating off him. Well, why, why can't Dyer play right back? Because then you got to play Vertonghen at left back, and then you got to play uh, Vlad at centre back. With Fazio. With Fazio. <laughs> 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 against Aguero. Look, we can, we can play ten at the back. With I, I've, just, I've just forgot Davies out, and he. Yeah, yeah. Davies, yeah. Rose, Walker. Or you, or you go with Yedlin at right back. You put Dyer at centre back, and you put Vertonghen at left back. No, you go, you go Vertonghen left back. Uh, Fazio and Dyer in the middle and Kurikesh right, right back. I even that doesn't feel... Why not no, of course it ain't going to feel your confidence. What can we do? Danny Rose and bloody Davies out. Uh, do you know what? The thing is, fucking you... defence is shit anyway. <laughs> Seriously, right? Like... We've got, like, Vertonghen's supposed to be, like, our vice-captain and, uh, he's supposed to be the well, best... Cast, yeah, <laughs> and his partners, like, look who he's to, for his partners... They're fucking shit, to, to, to be honest. And like, like Dyer, he's he's a, he's a, a young talent, and, and I really like him. But he's not a starting centre back for a team with our aspirations. And and at the moment, when you start with your centre backs, you've got to have two leaders. Two like, like both of them have got to be really good 
Uh, like really, really good. <laughs> <laughs> and um, when you think of partnerships, and like I don't know, King fucking, and even like Ferdinand and Vidic or whatever, um, two leaders, two really quite aggressive, can play the ball. They both complement each other. And at the moment, Vertonghen, I think he's a, a really good centre back, but you've got to have someone to partner him that's on par with him. And at the moment, we don't have one, let alone you've got two, and then someone gets injured, then you draft a shit cunt in. <laughs> you've got to have two there to begin with. Let's play and, three and, of them. And yet, like, we've just got one. So, like... Fuck uh, it, let's <laughs> put more in there. I, I think... But, but Vertonghen was captain at Ajax, Fazio was captain of Sevilla, who won the Europa League. So on paper, them two should really mm. be the punisher that Ricky just talked about. But Vertonghen... I think I'm going to have to come to terms with the fact he's not as good as I thought he was. Um, well, if he ain't as good as you thought he was, then what the fuck's going on? Exactly. We, as, as Ricky said, our defence is, is, is a bit of a shambles as it stands. Um, and the lack of decent centre-backs in world football means he may well go for an inflated fee. I mean, if David Luiz can get sold for £50 million, then... I, I and Mangala costs £32 million, I think then, if someone comes in for Vertonghen over the summer, I think he'll go. And we're left with Kevin Wimmer, who's... You look, it seems pretty average. Just buying more squad players. End of days. End of days. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, but we've got a ream song coming out. The red, uh, red dwarf. You know, Arnold, Arnold, Arnold. Wimmer. <laughs> no? no. I watched Red Dwarf. I, I watched Red Dwarf. I don't remember the song. <laughs> no, the, the, holog- uh, the guy with the hologram. Anyway, fuck it. Um... So, yeah, agree, so, so basically, yeah, three at the back, we three agree with Bardi, you've got to play three at the back, and we'll just get absolutely Tactics. annihilated and overrun, which is, um, you know, what we used to. Guerrero's going to eat for all three of them, you need four. <laughs> four. Four man Mark and Aguero. Five. Yeah, all right, five. <laughs> we'll, have a, we'll play a 4-2-4 four, four formation. Five on Aguero, and then the rest can do what they want. They don't you, know you, keep, you keep Aguero quiet, and then no-one else can hurt you. You got your tour, he's already, he's, he's already off on holiday. <laughs> all right, anyway, are we going to do predictions? A high-scoring draw. 3-1 Spurs. 2-1 Tottenham. 5-0 Man City. Oh, all right. Boom. Ah, oh, fuck no, I don't know. We'll win 3-1. Okay, so as I said, NFL rumour, um, uh, the stadium designs came out. I'm not sure, I couldn't tell whether or not from the top-down stadium designs that whether or not there would be a cop there. I'm not sure what's happening with that. But there was definitely huge changing rooms, which made people start thinking about whether or not we've been tied in with some sort of NFL... Because of the changing rooms. The, well, the size of the changing rooms. The teams are bigger, Dimensionally. Really? Uh, looked like that they could accommodate an F- NFL team. That that was the kind of rumour going around. <laughs> I, I think there was something about storage underneath the the pitch as well, um, and the, a lot of equipment that they have for American football. That's where they ha- that's where they, they plan to house it. Yeah. Um, anyway, the question is. So this is wait 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 wait. This is people reading the plans of the stadium and then going, hmm, this is this could be American football. No, I think there was more to it than that. Um, I can't remember what it was. Okay. Uh, anyway, look. The, <laughs> Sorry. Uh, Benasaurus on Twitter asks. Um, the NFL rumour, is it worth knee-jerk, worth the knee-jerking reaction um, or might a ground share with an NFL team be worthwhile? What do you think? Well, I mean, ideally, you just want the stadium for for Tottenham. And, um, and like, you know, in the summer when they put events on and stuff like that, concerts, whatever, then it gets used for that. That's fair enough, extra income, whatever. 
uh, for an NFL team to, to come along. I don't know. As long as they're not playing on our pitch and cutting it up to fuck. Well, they only have eight games a season. They only have eight games a season that one, aren't they, apparently? Okay, but as long as they're not... I, I mean, like, their, their pitches get bad. And uh, if they, uh, they, do they... Do they play on AstroTurf as well? Normally, yeah, they can do, play but I think they play on grass. All right, well... But the grass is a bit longer because the ball's not on the ground much. Can't, can, I mean... Is it that there's stadiums where, where they take pitches off and put them on? I don't know if that, if that would come into play. As, as, as long as our pitch is looking tidy and the the, uh, the NFL games don't fuck it up and the, I don't get into the stadium and there's NFL advertising all around me and hot dog wrappers and shit, yep. <laughs> then I don't care. I mean, I personally, I, 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 don't, I don't give a shit either. As long as the pitch doesn't get fucked up. I don't see what I don't see what the problem is. It's not like we're we're selling any of our soul or any any of our name. If if eight times a year the the, the stadium gets used for an American football match, as long as it doesn't affect the pitch, I don't care. I think um, the only issue I'd have it, with it would be the fact that it's part of something. That, I mean, imagine if it was happening to your own football club or your own team where you you were sent off to another part halfway around the world in order to play football in it's not right it's not but it, it's not Spurs being sent over to America to play eight games a season no no I mean, what you have to do is kind of remove yourself from your own football club and look for the you know what is right or wrong about something that's happening and but, then to say actually well I, I wouldn't agree with this happening to my football club so you have to put yourself in a position of fans of other football but then you're getting ethical <coughs> over American football which is notorious for teams being moved from yeah. city to city so we shouldn't accommodate a sport let alone uh, that's teams. the point I wanted to make is that there are two three franchises there are two, three teams in the NFL who would never, ever, ever move because their fans wouldn't have it. And none of those teams are being mooted to go everywhere and play. So that tells its own story. There are some clubs who, I, mean, I don't know, Jacksonville are fairly new, as far as I'm aware. But I think Green Bay and Pittsburgh are two teams who could never move to another city because of, because of their fervent support, and they wouldn't come to, to Wildland. So if, if those, two, if those um, teams played eight games a season at Wild Lane, it all hell would break loose. So there is something in what Flav's saying. Yeah. And the teams that are like the teams that are mooted to play over here, they don't they're um, they're nomads. Yeah, I mean that's the other, that's the other sort of thing. I mean it's, it's like uh, financial fair play that helps Tottenham to progress because we're uh, able to generate more income than Wigan or, or probably Aston Villa or whoever. But I don't agree with financial fair play. I think it, it, it kind of penalises smaller clubs over clubs that are already established. So it's okay, it's about how you think about football and what really matters to you. And for many football fans, and I completely understand it, the only thing that matters is the development of their own football club because that's what they pay into and that's what they've been invested in. Um, but it's kind of not the way I think about things, really. So that, that, that's why I, I wouldn't want them to be you know, an NFL team to play, playing at Spurs. But football's such a different game now. I've kind of reached a position now where I realise these things happen and you just... You know, what else can you do other than just accept it. the fact that it's going to happen and move on? You can fight, but... spent lots of time fighting shit in football over the last four years and I've reached a position now where I think there's fucking... The man always wins. I read 1984, I should have learned that. Yeah. Yeah. All right, uh, does anyone else want in? Say that? OK. Uh, uh, El Flacco uh, from the forum asks if... If you returned home from a long day, long hard, sorry, a long hard day at work to find your wife or girlfriend getting pounded by a Spurs player, which Spurs player would you be least offended by? 
Uh, I'll go with Hugo Lloris because he wouldn't pound her, he would make love to her. <laughs> so He wouldn't make sweet, sweet love. He would make sweet, sweet love. Least offended. I, I prefer more offended, actually. <laughs> really? <laughs> well, no, I wouldn't prefer it, obviously, <laughs> but uh, I'd be more... Uh, I think um, I'd be worried if Kabul turned up. <laughs> <laughs> One, because of the damage that I'd be left with, uh, uh, and secondly, the damage to me when I tried to stop him. Because you'd have to, as a man, you, you, you have to try and stop that from happening. <laughs> Just get in the way. <laughs> but then the, what's worse is that when you try and stop it and then get battered to shit, which is likely... To happen if Kabul was banging. You'd you'd probably walk in and your missus would be naked on the bed. He'd be naked on the floor and you'd be like, what's going on? He's done my cruciate. (laughs) Injured. (laughs) Oh, all right, all right. Everyone's got a common decency (laughs) to to finish a job. Not even just crawl out of the room, just lie there going, oh, I'm a knee. My, my original thought was Soldado because it, it, cause it, but then I just I decided that's too easy he can't miss the money shot because he can't score easy. for shit or he just sits but in the corner score with your wife sit in the corner weeping and Baldini like looking through the window saying go on boy go on but I, I think probably Tom Carroll because he's so small and so skinny that I would oh, look yeah. like Peter North next <laughs> <laughs> and yet it's, she still chose Tom Carroll yeah. no but this isn't her choosing this is she, she has to deal with it this has kind of happened. There's, no, there's nothing in there of her selecting. I don't know if it says. No, it doesn't, doesn't say anything about it. You hadn't provided those. Oh, okay. <laughs> so then, then the question is, which one, which which Spurs player would your girlfriend most like to fuck? And it's Dembele. That's a different question. Dembele. Yeah, Mike. T, answer the question as well. well I'll, I'll just say to Harry Kane because Harry Kane. Uh, okay. <laughs> yeah, yeah. It's a boring answer, but I just love him. Okay, uh, love him. Uh, Sheffield United sing the John Denver song You Fill Up My Senses and sing about things that remind r- remind them of their football club Gallons of Magnet I don't know what that is Still uh, City uh, OK uh, Packets of Woodbines Pinch of Snuff Greasy Chip Butty and a Night Out in Sheffield What five things remind you of Spurs? That's Christian Ramsing on Facebook Yeah What is that Chris? Yeah, yeah. Big Chris What? No he was giving him yeah. the nod of approval. Yeah, it was a little nod, actually. Yeah, nice. Um, anyway, what would, uh, would the five things be? Hang on a second. This is Spursy things. So, we are, are we talking about things that that we love, or or Spursy's how Spursy's been taken? However, way things you want that to evoke, thing that evokes memories of Spurs. I don't know. Chaz and Dave's song, the Cockrell, under the White Hart Lane roar. It can yeah. be quite Broadwater broad well. Farm riots. I don't fucking know. It can be personal things to you as well, I guess. I don't know. I was thinking more Spursy stuff. So what? Like, like what? What you got? Last losing in the last minute. Yeah, like those, those like Stephen Carr's own goal against Kaiserslautern. Four three against Man City. Yeah, the five three against Man U. Yeah. Uh, yeah, yeah. Well, the glorious things like Chick King. <laughs> Chick, all right, yeah. It'll be Chick King. It'll be really watered down beer. I think um, the Wembley Two Towers for um, for Gaza. For me, it'll, it'll be a, it'll be a cockle that slashes necks. I think Holston. I'm trying to think positive things. Yeah, Holston. Uh, Holston. Uh, positive things. The Two Towers. Holston. 
The twin the, towers. The twin the towers. Towers. <laughs> <laughs> not the two the two towers. Not the two the Webley towers. twin towers. The Webley two towers. Uh, yeah, Boston. Uh, well, just well, I mean, like, I, I would just go for oh, our history. We're ready to fire, by the way. The, the kind of first British team to win a European trophy. The ribbons around the trophy. Yeah, yeah. 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 Right. Right. Now we're talking. Now we're talking. White shirt, blue socks, blue shorts, blue shorts. All that history, there's fucking loads. Yeah. Cut final song. I like the ribbons around the trophy, that's quality. That would definitely yeah. be something that could be put in. We could ask Tom Mitchell to write a song. Write <laughs> <laughs> a Spurs song. Ribbons around the trophy. <laughs> uh, oh, that's about all we got in it. We didn't research that very well. Yeah, we researched it well. Yeah, quite. We got about ten things. Do you guys want to go negative? Apologies. No one went negative, man. Not only he did. I didn't know how to interpret the question, motherfucker. Uh, we could talk about Mickey Hazard's uh, contact lens. Yeah, uh, yeah, that's um, right. That was pretty good. Graham Roberts, um, the bleeding, the, yeah. the bloody shirt of uh, Graham Roberts. Charlie Nicholas in the stand. Yep. Oh yeah. Yeah, that was good. Hat trick from Rosenthal. That was synonymous moments when we were shit, but we could pick out and think that was glory. Yeah. Yeah, that's good. Actually, Beating Chelsea five one in the semi final. Stefan Everson yeah. scoring a goal. Yeah. <laughs> William right. Corson, rest Just in peace. Well, I'm dead. <laughs> no, but his career died that day. His yeah. hip's dead. His hip's dead. His hip's dead. I remember when uh, uh, I read in the paper Graham Roberts, uh, Graham, uh, Graham, George Graham, <laughs> George Graham, George, George, George Graham managed to pinch him from Leeds. Uh, and then you're watching it's like pinch shit man yeah fucking you pinch shit you could have <laughs> you could have got Hasselbank or anyone else and you get him Willem it's got two goals against uh, Man United though yeah okay uh, the final question Camille Emil Parkson uh, on Facebook he says would you sacrifice the principles of which on which your football club is built attractive entertaining football for a more rigid Mourinho Simeone type of football no if it resulted in Champions League and trophies didn't read the end of the question right well what did, did it mean oh god do you want glory the glory of winning trophies but in a way that's dull as fuck or do no yeah, pro- pro- probably not I mean under AVB um it was boring, man. And, and, we didn't and, win anything. And, yeah, we didn't win anything, <laughs> but it was kind of like... Like, literally, I, it really did suck the life out of going to Spurs, and I really didn't enjoy going. And it was just because I had a season ticket, it was routine, I didn't enjoy anything about what I was doing. Mm. Um, so, but then on the other hand, the European Cup... <laughs> Wouldn't be bad, would it? Yes, yeah, but then bad. you've got to live for the rest of your life knowing you've won a European Cup, like Chelsea won the European Cup. Exactly, that's um, what I was thinking. I reckon they're finding it quite easy. Exactly, yeah. I don't think they're losing any sleep over that. But, yeah. but then. But then the whole principle of supporting Tottenham is about doing things the right way. And well, the I was fact ten years old for fuck's What the fuck I know about all that shit? But the thing is, <laughs> Tottenham had a nice name. We, we've always prided ourselves that <laughs> so we support Spurs and we've done things the right way. So you're then quite happy to sacrifice all of that and to be European champions, but for everybody to think you're wankers. I, ju- I don't give a fuck if people think we're wankers. I wonder if I think they think we're wankers. wankers anyway. Exactly. Chelsea won, have won, or have got all of their trophies not because they play boring football, but because they. Uh, they had all that money. Um, Atletico, I, I, tell me something. Does Simeone play uh, boring football? It's not. It's not the most expressive football, but he has players in that team who are quite quite exciting. Griezmann, Turan, that kind of stuff. Yeah. And 
But the thing is, you got to remember, Atletico are in a different situation. They're not Chelsea. They're not Real Madrid. They're not Barcelona. They don't have shitloads of cash to go out and spunk on these incredible players. You're sure they ain't got money. They don't have money on the level of, of Barcelona, of Real Madrid. They can't go out and sign Hammers and Bale and um, Ronaldo. You know, they've got money to sign Griezmann, like second tier players. But my my issue with Chelsea is you've got these attacking players and. He's then turning them into defenders. Yeah, he's he's coming up against fucking Spurs in a cup final, and he's playing he's playing the centre back in centre midfield to counteract us. I think the more I'm going to say about Chelsea, completely unrelated, is that they've got an old cart horse and Didier Drogba putting around the pitch, and they've got like Patrick Bamford in the Championship. It just shows that Mourinho doesn't like to play kids. Maybe that'll change next season with the um, I don't think with the will. emergence of Harry Kane. I think I think it's getting to a point that maybe he probably will play some some of the younger players. Yeah, you yeah. Honestly, you'd like Sheik on the bench. Do you honestly reckon that would change Mourinho's mindset? I don't think it will. But he won't keep playing Trump, you, you see, he's never he's never promoted Flap. youth players. What would you go for? Yeah, uh, cheers, Rick. Um, <laughs> I, um, I I think a better question. I mean, out of the two. I'd, what if someone's saying, can you play boring football and then win the league and Champions League? My, my immediate thought is, it'll be above Arsenal. But Arsenal wouldn't have done that. Don't sell yeah. out, bro. Uh, Don't sell out. No, I, I think finishing above Arsenal is more important to me than the values of Tottenham Hotspur. <laughs> We've got to that stage. Um, I'm not sure, to be honest. I thought, I you, I thought you were going more for the... Uh, the celebrations after the cup finals they're, they're, you'd be, you'd be gone missing for four or five days I'd be dead yeah. <laughs> uh, I would, it would be all over I'd be, it'd be uh, something, I, it was something I desperately hope happens one day but I'm not you know I realise it probably won't most good things. Um, I don't know if it's player attractive football. You can get both. Well, it's not even or it's I not think the question or. if you if you look at the question this way would you r- risk getting in a very pragmatic manager as we have done would you risk doing that again in the hope that it might turn out to be more or more likelihood of success probably not because it's not likely to work out the only difference again between us and, and Chelsea really is that they've got the money to be able to to have Mourinho at the club and all the yeah. players at the... I asked uh, Ricky and Barney a question early on <laughs> which they both loved and um, if you had to get a manager to win you a one-off <laughs> game <laughs> I've not shot him this time. He's alive. Yeah. <laughs> Mourinho's alive, yeah. You'd pick him. And yesterday they played Arsenal and they didn't have to win. They had to get the draw. And the Arsenal fans are criticising Chelsea for Chelsea didn't have to win. Why are they going to go all out? Arsenal fans are just using that as a stick to beat them with. They're just yeah. pissed off. The, the most beautiful thing at the moment of Chelsea, the way Chelsea are winning this title is the last time Chelsea went. To Toe to toe with a team, we fucked them up. Yeah, and every three. every time I watch Chelsea now, killer game, pack of pack of defence. I think that's that's because we fucking taught them a lesson. Kane happened. Yeah. That, that's because of Harry Kane and Spurs. So I am taking a little bit of sense of pride of watching that. Yeah, um, and we went out there and beat them in the right way, rather yeah. than yeah. you know trying, um, trying to steal it. It's yeah. just funny, Mourinho couldn't manage. I mean, sorry, he did manage to do it against Barcelona. Like he managed to cast cancel out when he was in the Milan yeah. one of the best Barcelona teams that have ever been and he over two legs managed to beat them I think it was 1-0 um, they, 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 they won the home leg and yeah, drew the second yeah, drew. whatever it was it was very tight and he just he was a, it was a masterclass in nullifying and a very expressive and brilliant opponent he tried that against Spurs and got smashed up no, well, suppose he came toe to toe. I think he came up. He didn't come toe to toe. I just said, why I just said it's 100 true. And ABB, every week we say he was boring, but he wasn't always boring. 
the Man City game when they beat them three one, the Arsenal game when they beat them two one. Those games weren't those games weren't dull. I just think they were. But then I don't know what the fuck he's trying to do, man. Because you do that against the top team, and then you didn't have like the whole game, which was like what you guys said this fucking turgid. I think we had a last minute penalty to beat them at home, and that was just. Do, do, will we ever know what the fuck he was doing? Will we ever get to the bottom of what AVP was trying to do at Spurs? I don't think. I don't think we ever it was will. a very weird, weird time. It was just. It was obviously. It was, I wanted to, it was a good-looking man. We wanted to like him because we had we, we had the red nap and we said you know he's ruining our cup. We had AVP who came in and we thought Chelsea yeah, fucked yeah. him up. We're yeah. going to fix him. He's going to be ours. We'll take him into our into our hearts and then. He had a bracelet, he had a beard, he had, a, he had the hair. And he also had Gareth Bale. And I think yeah, it without Bale. him, it would, it would have been a, a shorter stay, or probably. Exactly. But then, what about, Harry, what about Harry Kane? If we didn't have Harry Kane this season, what the fuck would have happened? We had Adi Bayo and Soldado, not fine. If we didn't have Harry Kane this season, mm-hmm. where the fuck would we be? We do, though, so we don't have to worry about him. Yeah. <laughs> and, and we had Bell. <laughs> yeah, well, yeah, exactly. All right, is that it? Yes. Yep. OK, and this has been the Fighting Cop podcast. Thank you, gentlemen, for coming down. Once again, thank you. So, and thank you everyone for downloading. We'll see you soon. Bye bye. Sports Social Podcast Network. Geico asks, "How would you love a chance to save some money on insurance?" Of course you would. And when it comes to great rates on insurance, Geico can help. Like with insurance for your car, truck, motorcycle, boat, and RV. Even help with homeowners or renters coverage. Plus, add an easy-to-use mobile app, available 24-hour roadside assistance, and more, and GEICO is an easy choice. Switch today and see all the ways you could save. It's easy. Simply go to GEICO.com or contact your local agent today. Sports Social Podcast Network. GEICO asks, how would you love a chance to save some money on insurance? Of course you would. And when it comes to great rates on insurance, GEICO can help. Like with insurance for your car, truck, motorcycle, boat, and RV. Even help with homeowners or renters coverage. Plus, add an easy-to-use mobile app, available 24-hour roadside assistance, and more, and GEICO is an easy choice. Switch today and see all the ways you could save. It's easy. Simply go to GEICO.com or contact your local agent today. Sports Social Podcast Network. 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 Sports Social Podcast Network.